0: Thank you. Welcome to Redbird Buzz. I'm John Twork from University Marketing and Communications. Our guest today is Dr. Jana Albrecht, the Associate Vice President for Enrollment Management. Jana arrived at Illinois State in 2000 and spent 16 years in the Office of Financial Aid. Since 2016, she's led campus-wide collaborative efforts to enroll talented undergraduate and graduate students who achieve high levels of collegiate success. Jana joins us today to share some good news and talk about fall enrollment at Illinois State and the newest class of Redbirds who recently arrived on campus. And it's my pleasure to welcome Dr. Jana Albrecht, the Associate Vice President for Enrollment Management, to Redbird Buzz. What's the word, Redbird? Uh, for our listeners who are in Bloomington Normal, they know the community is alive with what seems like a lot of students. Can you tell us just how many incoming Redbirds and total Redbirds there are here on campus this uh, semester?
1: I sure can. This is this is really exciting stuff, John. So thanks so much for, for having me, asking me here. Um, as you mentioned, I've been here for a really long time. I love this campus, and I love to talk about uh, our new students especially, but um, we had an extremely successful year in enrollment this year. Total enrollment is super close to 21,000. It's 20,989 20, students. Wow. Um, yes. <laughs> and, That's incredible. And it's not the most that we've had in the last you know 10 or 15 years, but it's, it's, it's pretty close. Once we hit that 21,000 number, it's um, um, a good number for, for our campus and for our, our size and what we like to do with individualized attention on campus. Uh, but also, we had a great incoming uh, freshman class, so I believe that our final count will be 4,147 freshmen on campus, Wow. and that beats last year's um, record-breaking class. Our last year's class was uh, 3,900 about 83 students, and it was a record-breaking class. Uh, so we believe that this one um, is going to be the largest class that we've had in the last 36 years. Uh, there's some we're you know talking about some things internally to see whether or not it's it's actually bigger than the class of 1986 but you know that'll have to come for a, a future podcast we'll, we'll let you know how <laughs> how that all turns out um but a we're bit pretty of a mystery yes to solve, a bit right? of a mystery for your for this podcast <laughs> which would be great yeah um so we're, we're also pretty proud of their achievements academically average yeah. act score is uh, 24 it's up mm. a little bit from last year our uh, average high school gpa is a 3.62 we love that so the the incoming class is extremely um, talented in that respect. We also have over um, a thousand of those students had a 4.0 or better in high school that they're wow. they're bringing to us. So fabulous news. Um, the other thing that I think are more um, fun facts for us uh, about we think probably 39% of those uh, students that are coming to us uh, actually have parents or family members that graduated from Illinois State back in the day. So um, that's exciting. Uh, We also um, know that many of them are first generation. So maybe um, a third of the class is probably going to be uh, first generation status so um, that's that's good too um, that we have that information and, and we're bringing those students to campus the other thing that we're extremely proud of is this class is going to be the most diverse class racially diverse class that we have ever had in our history uh, last year we were proud of that class it was 37 uh, percent of those students were racially diverse and this year we're going to have about 41 um, percent of those students will will be racially Diverse, so all kinds of good things on on that particular front. Oh, I should also mention mention transfer students. Mm-hmm. Um, transfer students are going to be up two percent as well. New transfer students, so um, all around, just a, a really good incoming class. And if you went to any of our open house events, they're excited. Um, they're excited to learn. They're excited to be here. And you know, we can't wait to see how they're going to change our our community and our campus
0: last year it was really good news. It's even better news this year for the incoming class as far as the numbers go and all of the other uh, assets that this class brings with them as they arrive on campus. Um, And I I guess for those of us here on campus, it's sort of we've become accustomed to this good news. (laughs) But this is not happening everywhere. Uh, And in fact, the trend in higher ed is that enrollment has steadily declined over the past 10 years uh, at universities for undergraduates. Um, Can you talk about why? we're having such success here
1: at Illinois State? Um, I, I can, and I have talked a lot about um, community recently, mm-hmm. and you probably love this community, right? You, I do. You would not be here I'm if, a you, didn't, if I'm, you didn't love yeah. the community. That's great. Absolutely. That's great. Uh, I don't think I knew that about it. So <laughs> it's good to know. Um, but um, our community is fantastic. Right? We're, we're easy to get to. They really embrace uh, the student population that we do have here, and I think that's, that's good to see. Um, our campus partners, uh, we are a super friendly campus, and I know that every campus that any student would go to that you know, they would likely hear some of that information. But we often ask our students, our prospective students and our families and our continuing students, you know, what are the things that they love about the institution? And a lot of it is they just feel like this is home. This is their second home. They feel comfortable. Um, they love their, their faculty and their classrooms, but they also really embrace Uh, You know, some of the things that student affairs does for us. So, the activities that they can participate in, whether that's student government or um, clubs, right? We have over 400 clubs on campus, so that helps students get um, immediately involved. Uh, And I, you know, so I think across the board, we are friendly and welcoming, and everyone truly wants to see students succeed. And I think that makes the students feel comfortable, and I think that makes the parents you know, feel, feel comfortable as well. So I think a lot of it is community and the fact that we have so many individuals on campus that care about students and they can tell.
0: That individualized attention seems to touch every area of, of a student's uh, academic and social life here at Illinois State. Uh, you, you mentioned the, the really impressive academic accolades that incoming students have, and I wonder uh, that, that individualized attention that even a freshman, you know, they, they have, if they want, they can have research opportunities with tenured faculty members. That's huge, and that, that to me is a separating factor uh, that separates Illinois State from some other potential institutions,
1: right? Absolutely. Uh, the number of students that will tell us that they met with their academic department uh, before they made their decision is huge. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a big percentage of our students, but they meet with their academic department and they learn the things that they can do in their freshman year. Um, we have faculty members that, that publish hundreds of articles that are co-authored with students on those individual articles. So the students can really immediately get um, involved and interested in topics that they are super interested and passionate about, and faculty embrace that. So they embrace the fact that um, students want to learn and that they can do it immediately if they so choose. So I think that's a huge benefit for Illinois State.
0: Having a racially diverse class, this is the most diverse class in school history, 41 percent you mentioned. Why is that so important? Uh, and, and also what resources are available for the, those students who, who arrive on campus uh, as far as retention goes and making this a great experience for students who are racially diverse who arrive at Illinois State?
1: Yes, and um, you know, uh, diversity on our campus has been one of our pillars for a very, very long time. And I think um, as a whole, our institution embraces the fact that we want people from different backgrounds and different cultures and different races Uh, and the the things that we can do in the classroom and outside of the classroom with those different opinions is obvious right in in Mm -hmm. the things that the students um, produce on campus and and what they're interested in and uh, what they tell us what they want when they come to an institution like uh, Illinois State Uh, but also you know we have put some things in place for retention purposes to help students. Um, clubs are, are great, and organizations are great, so the students can actively participate and get involved early on. You know, but we also know that students aren't going to come to every single classroom and do extremely well in every subject. I mean, I, I won't say which subjects were my favorite and weren't my favorite, <laughs> yes. but there were some, you know, that we I had, had a more difficult time more dreaded with. Dreaded math class. <laughs> in college. Um, hey, now, John, I was a math major. Oh, you were? <laughs>
0: Wow. Well, I'm speaking for myself here. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, Good for you. But we
1: also have a fantastic uh, study center that helps students when they, you know, they want to go in, and and we have peer mentors that work with students. We have a fantastic multicultural center. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever been over there, it's mm-hmm. just it's a great place where students. Um, feel welcome um, and encouraged to to be themselves in that uh, center. So I do think we, you know, try to provide opportunities for students that will get the individualized attention and will make them feel like this is their their home away from home.
0: First generation students is another high percentage. Uh, and, and that's a, a group of students who are, uh, are, are sort of blazing a trail you know their parents haven't been through this process before and it can be really intimidating uh, even for a family who has been through it uh, but but can you just talk about uh, you know what, why it's so important to have those first generation students here on campus and what resources are available for them
1: sure Uh, First-generation students are fantastic. And what I will tell you is that – I. so you mentioned that I I grew up essentially in financial aid, Mm -hmm, right? So I had mm -hmm. a lot of conversation about finances. And so that group in particular has many questions about the financial aid process. But I will tell you that our first-generation students, they come in with – right? They've written down everything that they need to ask about um, different areas on campus. And they're the group that I – often worried least about because they ask so many great questions. Uh, But there are some um, services in different areas. I believe TRIO does um, uh, an event where they welcome first-generation students and they talk about, you know, what you can do on campus Mm -hmm. and where your services are and and how you can help. And uh, one of our AVPs in the um, uh, provost office is first-generation, so she gets particularly involved with events and um, things on campus that first-generation students can can use to to help find resources and and you know figure out where they need to go and what they need to do but i have found at least in financial aid that that is one group that they have their questions down you know they're ready to get those those answers and they're taking notes um so i i do think they come to us with um um, An energy about them to learn everything they can about the college experience, and that's great because you you want those students that are asking those questions in classes and outside of the classroom because typically everybody around them wants to know the answer to right. those those same questions. Um, so yeah, that's that's a little bit about our, our first generation population.
0: They're just the brave enough ones to yeah, ask they're brave the brave enough questions. ones <laughs>
1: to say, "I don't care, I don't know, you know what the answer to this is." So so feed me. <laughs>
0: And then there's uh, the, the students who are uh, either uh, the, the children of or related in, in some way to uh, Redbird alumni. And, and so uh, we have a huge uh, legacy population of incoming students this year. Um, and, and so they probably know their way around a little bit better on a campus tour, mm-hmm. although I'm sure things have changed uh, since their parents or grandparents went to school here. Um, but what does that say about this university yeah. to have so many students who have some kind of connection to ISU, deciding to to pursue college here?
1: Yeah. So you you talked to Jeff Mavros last year, yes. Right? And Jeff at open house, and sometimes Pat will will do this too. But we always ask for the alums in the audience, and then we ask them questions about why did you come to ISU? Uh, and it's it's fascinating what we hear um, from the alums. And we always in those big open house events, there are a there are a significant number of family members that are raising their hands saying, Oh yes, you know, we're, we're here because, because I was here before. But the one fun fact um, about most of our alums is that they will say, I cannot believe the dining center. I cannot (laughs) believe how many options that they have, um, you know, to eat that it, it, pales in comparison, um, evidently, to, to what they had before. <laughs> so that is one thing that we hear sure. often from our uh, parents who are alums. But, right, we have made a lot of great changes. Yeah. Right? We have the Multicultural Center. We have the Bone Student Center that went through the giant renovation. This place, oh, right, yeah. the Alumni Center, right. went through quite, quite a, re- a renovation just recently. And then, you know, those things that are on the horizon that yeah. um, are fantastic for us, whether that's engineering or growth in our nursing program or – what we're doing with the facility space for, um, fine arts. I just, I think there are a lot of things that alums see that are going on at the institution that make them proud alums. And so that, you know, that does a number, um, for me and, and for my heart. And when we're, you know, trying to get their, um, relatives to, to come to the institution, but the other thing that alums do for us, uh, you haven't, you know, you haven't talked about this yet, John, but we, um, do a lot of word of mouth marketing, and so we rely on our alumni to tell people the experience that they had and to say, hey, go and see for yourself. You know, don't don't believe me. Um, take a take a visit to our campus and, and you'll see um, what kind of environment um, that is there and how our students feel about the institution. We always have students on those panels and they get asked fantastic questions from um, our prospective students and alumni parents as well. So.
0: As someone who works in marketing, I can say that that word of mouth marketing is invaluable and probably better than anything that I could write or a podcast that we could produce. I mean, it truly, that's authentic. uh, And it it seems like it's it's pretty profound in terms of recruiting students. Uh, So we really appreciate it when alumni can do that. uh, we're talking today with uh, Dr. Jana Albrecht, the Associate Vice President for Enrollment Management here at Illinois State, who's sharing some great news with us about this year's class and overall enrollment. Um, a, a big class, uh, I imagine uh, it creates some logistical challenges, mm-hmm. though. This is the good problem to have, <laughs> right? Uh, can you talk about how campus partners work together to to still hold on to that renowned individualized experience for students, even when you have a large class like this coming in?
1: You didn't say you were going to ask the hard questions <laughs> Yeah,
0: I know. Um, like I said, good problem to have, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: but, you know, I did mention that our community um, really, st- I mean, we have a desire. The students that want to come to ISU, we yeah. want them to come to ISU. We want them them to have a fantastic experience. So all throughout the, I would say even the fall term and the spring term, spring term a, a lot, um, we're talking about uh, how many students can we bring to campus, how many can we um, serve in, in all of the places that students will, will need service in. And so we talk to, uh, student tutoring, we talk to preview staff and say, Hey, we're going to have, you know, this freshman class that's going to need to come through preview. And they still need to get that individualized attention. They still need to meet with their academic advisor. Um, we talk to housing and we say, housing, you know, let us know, um, how many students you feel like you can house in the residence hall space. So we're having these, um, conversations constantly throughout the term as we are monitoring the number of students that have applied and been admitted and, and paid those deposits. And, and I know that it's a frequent conversation in, in cabinet too, right? We want all the students to come to be able to have that great experience that, that we're known for. So it's really important for us to manage um, those numbers and um, know what, what we need to provide in, in the fall term based on students' needs.
0: And uh, having a large class uh, last year, I think uh, sort of a burning question is, did all those Mm. students or did most of those students stick around for this year? It sounds like many of them did because that overall enrollment number is really, really strong. Can you talk about retention, what that number looks like for Illinois State, um, and and maybe to what you attribute uh, some of that success to?
1: Sure. Uh, so we did you know with that big class we did have a lot of conversation about retaining yeah. a larger class and would there be some some additional issues that that came up that maybe we weren't thinking about um, that would potentially um, hurt the the retention number so i will tell you that we have um, a president who's very interested in retention mm-hmm. uh, and we have been talking about it for a number of years um, amy heard who's in uh, the provost office now actually has had some larger sessions with the campus community to talk about retention and how we can serve students um, in better ways in, in all areas of campus. But the good news, after I mentioned all of that, uh, <laughs> your real question uh, was, yeah, this this large class from last fall we believe is going to retain at a higher rate than the than the class from the prior term. Wow. So I think we we might be at eighty one percent you know, we'll see once we, we flush out all those numbers, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but, you know, we have aspirations to get that retention number up, um, even higher in the future. So yeah, that, that big class from last year retained them, retained them well.
0: And what are some of the factors that lead to retention? I imagine um, yeah. uh, y- y- as simple as finding a, a, a club that really is mm-hmm. meaningful can, can keep a student here or a, a faculty member who a mm-hmm. uh, student wants to collaborate on research. I, I, what, what are some of those factors and how can uh, I- admissions or student affairs or, or uh, some kind of entity mm-hmm. on campus encourage those connections to occur?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we do have... I would say that there are thousands of reasons that a student will say sure. this is the reason I stayed at the institution. But I would say we have um, a broad-based approach. Uh, you mentioned, you know, faculty in the classroom. A lot of times, a student really um, resonates with a faculty member, and right, they love the same. They they love the same sorts of research, or they're interested in the same topics, and that goes a really long way for many of our students. For that, for. The, us to keep them here and for them to graduate in a four-year period and then of course there are some students that um, they really want to find community with their peers and so uh, the fact that student affairs offers so much in the way of you know we have a welcome week where you know students can come and talk to various groups on campus and various groups outside of campus we have a very active civic engagement office that's something that's super important to um, some of our our students Mm -hmm. Uh, I cannot believe (laughs) esports and how that has really boomed uh, in the last couple of years, yeah. and some of our students really find that as the place um, that they find, you know, that, that they, they like the community. best, or that's, right, they, they find their their community there. So, you know, I think it's the fact that we have that broad-based approach, that we have so many faculty and staff members on campus that are very interested in students being happy and being successful, um, that students are able to find those, those pockets or those places um, that make them them happy and, and keep them on campus so.
0: And being over here in advancement I, I should also mention the financial piece uh, students you know who uh, who may find themselves facing a financial hardship there's so many donors mm-hmm. who have stepped up mm-hmm. and are funding scholarships that can that, that's another retention tool correct?
1: Absolutely. Uh, We love that. And because, you know, students really, they're expecting to get a Redbird scholarship, right? It's It's a scholarship that is on our website. Everybody knows that we have it. They know how they can get the Redbird scholarship. But once they see that, you know, John gave them a scholarship for $1,000 because they did this well in the classroom or because, you know, they did this in the community or because they're a leader in student government. Um, For whatever reason, those particular scholarships resonate more with um, our prospective students and with our continuing students when it's named by um, an individual donor. Uh, and we I mean we love it because you know some academic departments will have events where the donors get to meet the students and the students get to write thank you letters to to the donors and it's just it's a fantastic um, way to see uh, often alumni getting back involved with the campus and for them to engage with our current students.
0: So you've had back-to-back record-breaking years Mm -hmm. Uh, no pressure uh, next year, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> the world of admissions, right? You celebrate for a few days and then it's back. Oh, you've, you've been at it since May, you mentioned, right? Yes. Uh, recruiting next year's class. Um what are some of the opportunities uh, that you see maybe for uh, new growth uh, looking ahead to to next year's incoming class and and trying to trying to make it three three record breaking classes in a row potentially?
1: Yeah, no pressure, <laughs> no pressure. Um, but our our president tells me every day that he's great with having another you know great yeah. ca- class that that comes in. So um, you know that's that's always good and fun. We we absolutely want uh, to do that. Um, but I think that we have specifically talked about maybe some areas that, you know, we don't have as many students. So we're, we're talking about um, our adult learner population. Is mm-hmm. there a way that we can serve them um, better than we currently have? We're a pretty traditional, you know, campus as far as um, students who graduate from high school and then come to us or go to the community college and then come to us. So I think, you know, there's some potential with the adult learner population. Um, our graduate students really want some online programs. We don't have a whole lot of, of online programs. So we're kind of taking a look at, you know, are there ways that we could build those programs out of, out of current ones that we have that meet, might reach um, a broader range of students that we haven't before. And then, of course, we're always looking at admissions events and how to make things easier for our undergraduate students, for our freshmen, and for our transfers. Let's make the process easier. You know, let's make coming to campus easier. And so we're constantly looking at our evaluations, looking at the things that we're doing. Um, if, a, if a student or a family, if we hear enough that we haven't done something in one of our events or they didn't hear about um, something or we didn't engage them in areas that we should have been, uh, we're very quickly trying to accommodate those requests. And you know, we do have a new um, system. Well, it's relatively new. We've had it for a couple of years now but it um, is a really great tool that allows us to communicate with students, um, but it also allows us to communicate with parents. Mm. So we're trying to um, work with other entities on campus, and maybe it's our, uh, our chair in computer science, wants to let students know some things that maybe they don't know about the program. And we often have that. And so we're trying to set up these communications plans and whether that's going to be um, a letter or an email uh, or it's a text message or it's something that we put on social media. We're constantly trying to figure out what students want. And then we update our process and our procedures to to help accommodate those sorts of things.
0: You've been at the university since 2000. Um How has the admissions process changed uh, or even what prospective (laughs) students and their families expect? Um, You you know, higher ed doesn't necessarily seem to evolve that uh, quickly, but the the prospective students certainly do, and admissions has to keep up with them. And so what are some ways that uh, admissions has been able to adapt to the changing needs of prospective students and their families?
1: Yeah, it's it's funny because, um, you know, I work with several people that have been here since 2000 the, the same time that I joined. And we laugh because we feel like in, you know, from 2000, probably even as, as close to, to 2010 maybe, um, you put the admissions application out there. You did the same thing that you've done every other year. Yeah. And the results were, were fairly similar. Uh, but you are absolutely right that students change. Um, their preferences, their interests on, you know, for me, an old timer, what feels like uh, a daily basis. Yeah. So we're really trying to figure out, I mean, which which social media platform should we be sure. in? And what kinds of things should we be communicating um, to them? So you're right, we're constantly trying to assess um, whether that be through surveys that we send to students or it's us talking to them at an open house when they when they come or it's our students who are ambassadors who are telling us Jana you know really come on that was that was so 2000 (laughs) Um, so we try and pay attention um, to what they're they're telling us we need um, to provide and it's really important in this day and age to um, keep current and provide what what the students are asking us for.
0: So for a prospective student who might be listening or for a parent or grandparent, uh, can, can you talk a little bit about what is the admissions process at Illinois State like? Where does it begin and, and where
1: does it end? All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for that question too because this is application season. Oh, beautiful. So, you know, every every student that's interested can actually go out and apply now. So we encourage them to apply early, right? Go, mm-hmm. go ahead and, and let us know that you're interested and then you'll start getting communication from us. But the thing that I, I love the most is when students actually come to campus, because they can see. We, we can say um, a good number of things in print materials and in text messaging. And, but until you come and talk to current students and talk to our faculty members um, and talk to our staff, you, know, I'd, you, you may not feel um, what we feel on a, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend coming either to one of our large open houses or daily, we, we have students that will come on a daily basis. Very easy get to ISU, right? The the train um, comes from all different places, so it is is pretty easy to um, get to us and bring bring your family members with you, right? Let everybody see, make a day of it. Uh, we also have um, for those who are limited with transportation, we do have some events where we bring people to campus. So there are some events with the high schools mm-hmm. that the students could get involved in there, and then we have some days where um, we actually bring families to to campus as well, but. So important, to to come and visit because I think you get a real sense of of who we are and um, the family that, that we become.
0: So apply, visit. Or, or maybe oh. not necessarily in that order, or what Oh, you,
1: I, you, um, yeah, you can do it in or. any order you want yeah. to. Uh, but, but those are the two main things, those right? Those are the two main <laughs> things. And then um, once you do those two main things, then you get a nice little roadmap of here's the next step, yeah. right? You complete your enrollment deposit, sign up for your housing and dining contract, um, and then you'll you'll come to preview and and talk about what classes you're going to take. So, uh, but those are the two main things: visit, apply, and then you'll get the constant communication from us that that says what you need to do
0: you'll be crossing the stage at CefQ arena that's right. receiving your diploma cover in no time
1: that's right that's fun too do you volunteer for those John? Uh, maybe I maybe you I should have volunteer.
0: I've attended one as a as a <laughs> participant um, and ha- also as a uh, you know a, a legacy family member myself I've attended many of those and that nice. that, that is a it, there's like two great times on there well there's lots of great times on campus but move in when there's so much energy and then graduation it doesn't get any better than that yes um, Jana, one more question and we'll let you get going and really appreciate you sharing this news with us today. Um, For alumni who might be listening and who want to help with Mm. this recruitment effort and make it a third year in a row of a Mm record-breaking class, what are some things that they can do, whether they know a prospective student or not, to to help Illinois State Mm -hmm. continue to really uh, trend upwards in enrollment?
1: Yeah, um, I would always say talk about your experience. You know, talk about your experience to Whenever it comes up, but <laughs> yeah. uh, but let, it, let them know, you know how you felt about Illinois State University. Let them know that you know of the things that are going on and the good things that, that ISU is doing for um, students. But, hey, they, they can come for a visit, too. They can bring um, family members. They can bring people that live next door. We don't care you know who they bring if they want to come to campus. Uh, but I would also say that we love their stories. We love to hear how they're doing, mm-hmm. um, what they're doing. Uh, how they have found success in their individual lives, um, whether that's in their career or that's in their hobby, um, because students love to hear what our alums are doing. So the more we can let our current students know that, hey, here's here's uh, an alum, um, here's what they're doing now, and here's the success that they they've had. And we we like um, introducing alums to current students too, right? If it's if it's something that will match. Um, with each other, and they can have good conversations about things. Uh, we we'd be happy to to figure that out as well.
0: Well, that's wonderful. Uh, Just to recap, largest class in 36 (laughs) years, right? Correct. Um, And and some some fun tidbits. uh, Also, you may already know this. uh, The this this class's favorite musical artist, Taylor Swift.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) They're the alum they'd most like to have lunch with or dinner with, Craig Robinson. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And they love Reese's of all kinds, peanut butter cups, pieces, etc. So. Uh, you know what? You can't argue with that. You can You can see right there that this is a very intelligent and uh, a, a class with really good taste, I would say. So thank you for your hard work, you and the entire team. It takes a village to bring in this class and to retain uh, all of these students and, and to help them eventually get across that stage. So thank you so much, Jana. Thank you. Thank you. That was Illinois State University Associate Vice President for Enrollment Management, Dr. Jana Albrecht. If you or someone you know would like to apply to schedule a visit or apply to ISU, visit IllinoisState.edu admissions. I'm John Twork. Thanks for listening to Redbird Buzz and be sure to tune in next time for more stories from beyond the quad.